The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and you're on with my favorite person and yours, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, Paul. Hello, and Happy New Year to all of our listeners out here for show of the of a brand new year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really caught up. It's Alexis's birthday, which mm. she hates acknowledging. Which she, she doesn't acknowledge that's her no. birthday, but, you know, is she legal yeah. yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's been legal for years. She's okay. old. But, um, so she, she's old. She, she's been legal for years. She hates it. Um, but she does. She, she gets really upset, hates that, uh, you know, it's her birthday. And, um, so I, my partner and I got her a, uh, a bicycle for her birthday cause she'd wanted one. And we just put a note on and said, lose some weight. You're fat basically. Oh, <laughs> that was her birthday. Okay, um, okay, but she wanted the bike, right? She, she wanted just, the bike. She wanted the bike. It's not like you, you gave her uh, a treadmill and say, uh, <laughs> no, use the higher wanted, settings. She wanted you know? She wanted a bike. <laughs> um, so we got her a new beach cruiser. The, uh, but that was one shit show. We've got two shit shows today. We're going to be talking about the shit show or the shit storm that is the Dr. Phil scandal um, <laughs> that has now been swallowed up by the shit storm. That is Fire and Fury. Uh, oversh- fire and Fury is overshadowing. Uh, so there seems to be more shit in that storm than the Dr. Phil yes. storm at this point. But so. both of them are a shit storm. Um, I'm really excited. Today we're going to have Truthfully Trisha on the show. She was a guest on Dr. Phil. We're going to talk a little bit about her experiences there and whether some of these rumors are true or untrue or what's going on. So we're kind of going to get a bit of an insider's perspective. But to start, uh, Paul and I are going to be talking about Fire and Fury. Hmm. Um, now, you, you, you have an advantage over me because you've actually read the book. I have not uh, read the book yet. Um, it's not a good book. Like, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's, not, it's not a bad book. It's number one right now. Um, and if Trump would have not sued, it would have been like number 147, which it was slated to come out at. Yeah, I know, but I, I do remember there was a book that was uh, "Reasons to Talk to Democrats," uh, that was a New York Times bestseller, and it was an empty book. There was there wasn't a single word in the, any of the two hundred fifty pages in the book. So, definitely, definitely, a, you know, quality is that's not always a mark of quality, you know. But, no, so it's not a good book. Um, but some of the more interesting points and the reason Trump is suing. Uh, is uh, he let this guy in to the White House, this gentleman, Wolf, he let in, the, the name should have given it away. He went in as a wolf in wolf's clothing. It's not like he hid that he was a journalist. Um, and he went in to document the first hundred days of Trump in office. Well, Trump and let him in to do this. he stayed for nine months? Yes. 
He did because no, because it just kept going and mm-hmm. it was one drama after another. And Trump had let him come in because he liked a story and a picture that he'd done about Trump. So to preface it, Wolf is actually a diehard Republican. Um, yeah, I was looking over some of his previous books and it seems to be that. Uh, but, you know, the diehard Republicans don't like Trump. So, you know. Well, yeah, they do. Um, and that's kind of what you're finding in the book. They're trying to stay relatively moderate, but they're much, they find Trump being in office much more preferable to Hillary being in office, which is fine. As um, do I, you know. And that, so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was so shocking about this is he talked about in his book that it, there was such chaos. He was involved in briefings. He was involved in things on national security. He was invited to things he never should have been invited in on. Um, and he said, I'm not going to publish these because I'm a patriot and because I'm a Republican. So none of that's in the book. Mm. He said there were huge lapses in judgment. I did not put those in the book. All I yeah. put in the book were things that I have voice recordings of people saying because I did not trust Trump to, uh, to, to, to not say it was bullshit, basically. Mm-hmm. And so he only put in what he could record. And he said, I'm not saying any of this is true. I'm not saying it is untrue. I am simply saying this is the experiences mm. of the people trying to survive and work for Trump. So it could be true or could very well be bullshit. Um, what the people are saying, but every account uh, oh, is recording of yeah. what people said. Is he ever going to release the recordings? He is. He's releasing the court recordings next mm. week. Okay, um, he has to he has to put them out to the attorneys first. Mm-hmm. He was going to release them with the book, but Trump's lawsuit stopped that. Yeah, uh, I think that their security agencies want to take a look at those recordings uh, before uh, anything. No, actually, yeah. the security agencies have nothing to do with it. It's Trump's attorneys. It's uh, Trump said that he uh, breached an NDA by doing this. Mm. And there was no NDA, so uh, even in the midst of this, was that towards? Had, I know, I know. He's read, he wrote a cease and desist to Steve Bannon. Yes, Bannon, uh, and I think I've said it on the force. I stand with Ben Shapiro and think that that Steve Bannon's just kind of a garbage human being. Being, uh, he made a documentary on Sarah Palin a few years ago that mm-hmm. was just uncomfortably uh, loving to her. And it was, and it gets confused with the documentary that I think everybody should see, which is Media Malpractice. Uh, but yeah, he's, and that uh, I've seen a few of Steve's see, documentaries. If Bannon, you know. if Bannon, if Trump was smart, he would have gotten together with Bannon and they both would have come out and refuted this. Mm. But what I'm finding is something that was said in the book that Donald Trump is Teflon. The, the video comes out with him and Billy Bush. Billy Bush gets in trouble. Uh-huh. This book comes out and Steve Bannon is the one that gets lambasted. Right. So Donald Trump seems to be skating. And with all the people he's turned on and thrown under the bus, um, Rex Tillerson said one day there will really be a reckoning for what Trump has done to people. This is quoted in the book. Mm. And which just, again may or may not be that you know we'll, we'll wait for I'm waiting for the tapes I really yeah. am I yeah um, there is just so much because everybody's so ready to believe damn near anything on Trump these days i.e. the PP tape you know I gotta the, well, the, you I, know. I gotta say the PP tape was addressed in the book as well mm. 
Um, and nobody in the book knew whether it was true or not true because they all said you cannot believe that, that there is no veracity with Donald Trump. Mm. So he can say it's not true, but the more he denied it, even his staffers believed it. So Wolf said whether it's true or untrue because of the lack of veracity, the staffers genuinely believe it is true. Um, yeah, Kelly, I mean, Trump, Trump doesn't exactly give me the warm and fuzzies, you know, so he, no. he's, he's uh, the, the definition of problematic, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really interesting. Um, Bannon and Altman and a couple of the others believed, including uh, Tillerson, that Trump Jr. committed treason um, or commented offhandedly that they felt it was treasonous mm -hmm. um, and said had it been done by anyone else or a different administration, they would have gone after them. Uh, Kellyanne Conway mm -hmm. had to stop Trump and said when Trump first went into office, he was planning on making um, uh, his, his son-in-law Secretary of State. Mm. And she had to step in and say, you can't do that. You can't just give these jobs to your kids. Correct. And so she, she kind of pulled him aside, and she's already acknowledged that statement. Yeah, and Jared Kushner is probably in charge of way more than he should be anyways, but, uh, you know. Well, so according to most of Donald Trump's staffers, Ivanka Trump's as dumb as a brick and only <laughs> values her looks. And uh, her husband only values her looks because she married someone very much like her father. Um, which <laughs> so, I find, well, there's a whole lot to unpack in that statement. All right. Yeah. So yeah. this, these are just feelings and statements from mm -hmm. staffers. Um, one of the people was Katie. Where's the name? Katie something. Um, and she was the deputy chief of staff and she actually quit two months in, which would have been a huge deal, uh, except there was so much other shit going on. Right. You know, we had people rioting in the streets, everybody mm -hmm. wearing but pussy no, hats and everything, yep. you know, and uh, the travel ban ban or the temporary so, travel ban thing fiasco just threw everything off. So nobody paid attention to that. Well, apparently yes. Donald Trump didn't think he was going to win. Neither um, did I. No. Well, or Donald Trump didn't think he was going to win. anybody that I know except, you know, I, the I, only I, what, person, Ann Coulter, that's it. No, the only person that thought he was going to win was Bannon. And mm. so um, Roger Ailes was shocked, absolutely shocked that Trump won because, remember, he got outed from Fox mm -hmm. for doing less than Trump did and has been accused of. Um, yeah, so this stuff was provable, though. I mean, the, the only real thing. Donald the, Trump's the, is provable. Yeah. He's paid so many people off. It's, it's actually there. It is provable, and that's brought up in the book. Mm -hmm. And Trump brags about that. Um yeah, and I've said it once and I've said it before. If he has victims, bring them forward. And just this time, let's remember they, a few they more have, respect than the victims he, of Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, I agree. Yeah. Um, well, it was uh, Summer Zimmer is currently locked up in court with him because he's suing her saying you can't sue a sitting president. Mm. So it, it's actually, and I he's already paid it. I think that is true. No, it's not true. They proved that with Bill Clinton. The ironic thing is, uh, he Bill wasn't Clinton, sued. He wasn't sued while he was. He can be. He was impeached. 
He was, but, but it was said you couldn't go after a sitting president. But right. that is the precedent they're working under to go after him. And you can go after a sitting president because part of the Constitution is the president has no more freedom and no more right than any other person. I agree I, with that statement, but I still think – I don't know if – I think it's the Sue thing. Maybe uh, somebody can send us in that. Uh, that we have a law- we, we ha- Do we have a lawyer that's listening to us, you know? We, I, I actually have a friend of mine, Kitty. I can ask that, her. That maybe voted Libertarian or Green Party. You know, just um, saying. She's well. I, she, she's she's diehard liberal. She was old Bernie. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Well, so was I, but I don't know if she made the jump that I did. So. Uh, mm. No, she she abstained. Yeah, yeah. So I understand that one too. So. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where we are. The book Fire and Fury, Paul, I'll get you a copy. They did a couple of early releases of this to the press. Um, the the big over theme is Donald Trump is a fucking child. And I'm, that's a direct quote. Everyone has said he's a fucking idiot and he's a fucking child. He uh-huh. is spoiled and he has tantrums. And this okay. isn't cited by one person. I don't, th- I don't think he's an idiot. But his childishness is a pain in the ass, okay? When they call him an idiot, they're referring only to his lack of understanding about how a country runs. He's used to dictating in his own businesses. Yep, that's fair. And he refuses to learn. So when they're referring to him being an idiot, it's like when Rex Tillerson called him a fucking moron. Um, It didn't have to do with him personally or his brain. It had to do with his refusal to understand yeah, the when workings they, of a government. When they rolled out the temporary travel ban and how they rolled it out, it was like, mm-hmm. this is somebody who just doesn't know what the hell they're doing. And apparently Bannon's fingerprints were all over that original ban. You yeah, know? They're, well, Releasing at 5 o'clock on a Friday when all the important people at the airports are going home for the weekends, you know, and not really being clear, not sending it through the legal office at the, at the uh, White House. Bad, 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 bad. You know? Well, apparently some of the policy they've come up with are things just based on Trump's tweets. Trump tweets, I don't want transgender in the military. He just made that uh, shit up on the spot. Then they go back not, and try and make a policy. Not and so, quite. Not, not quite. From what I understand, there was the, uh, the Freedom Caucus wanted uh, when the military, in order for them to vote to, uh, author, to, for the military budget, they said they didn't want anything in there about uh, transgender, transgender soldiers that, in the thing. That, and then he overshot the that what that's, he wanted. That's what it is. So far. Is, so you know. Trump says this shit because mm-hmm. he refuses to understand or learn. He refuses to be briefed. He refuses to learn. And mm-hmm. so he sh- shoots his mouth off. And then his people are constantly scrambling to turn this into law and policy. They oh, came yeah. up with his policies by going through his campaign speeches mm-hmm. and seeing what he said. So the biggest concern with most of his staffers and why Katie Walsh, Katie Walsh, she worked mm-hmm. with, uh, she worked on the McCain campaign. Mm. Um, the reason Katie Walsh left was there was no discernible direction whatsoever. Trump went in with no idea what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. He went in thinking he was going to lose the election, get the publicity, because he got a huge financial boon in 2010 when he lost. This is Trump mm-hmm. telling the reporter this. Mm. Um, all, all, all perfectly plausible. Yeah. Um, so he was shocked and horrified when he won. And within an hour... Had, As had, was every other American, I his think. Wife except was in Coulter. Tears. Yeah, his wife was in tears um, because she didn't want... She hates the Trump children, doesn't want anything to do with them, and has worked on building her life separately. 
mm-hmm. and he had told her and comforted her, there's no way I'll win. And within an hour after he'd won, he started going on and railing about how could this happen? The American people are stupid. This is on tape. And this is coming out as soon as I Trump's really, speaking. really want to hear that tape. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'll so, be you. Yeah. So, so this, so it's Trump's people that have now locked up this tape to try and move the mm-hmm. veracity away from this book. It's not a good book. It's a boring ass read for anyone that reads it. But it's 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 interesting. I only read it because it shot to number one. Everyone only shot it to number one because Trump sued. If he would have shut up, nobody would have read the goddamn book. Yeah, the Streisand so effect. Many I know. Books it's came just, out about Trump. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I, I and I muscled my way through what happened from Hillary Clinton, and I'm just currently absorbing Donna Brazile's hacks book. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so well, Trump said people were stupid. Then it goes on from there to well, maybe they recognize the talent in me. And it, he he did this one eighty in less than an hour to I deserve this. So the mm-hmm. whole book is ominous. But apparently, everyone acknowledges that Donald Trump has dementia. Everyone that works for him. And their whole life is keeping a lid on this and keeping him under control because he was volatile before. Mm-hmm. He was born with a silver spoon. He has tantrums. He wants his way. There's even a passage about him screaming, where's my win? Why can't I win? And throwing himself on the floor. This is in the Oval Office. Please and let that be on tape. Please let that be on tape. It's all on tape. And so, but for, not, for like nine months... Nobody paid attention to this fucking reporter sitting there who was only supposed to be there for 100 days. So this diehard Republican that was a hardcore Trump supporter goes in and comes out saying, I'm not going to talk against Donald Trump. I'm not going to talk for him, but I'm going to give you the words of the people working for him. And that's all. It's, it's really surprising. And he said... Um, he gave a lot of quotes from Steve Bannon. He seems to have a lot of respect for Steve Bannon. He seems to really like Steve Bannon. Ironically, he got Steve Bannon in trouble. Mm. Trump, if you ever listen to this show, group man, for God's sake, call your publicist. <laughs> if someone or not, call your publicist, work with Bannon, work this out. Come on, guys. Mm. You know how press works. Yeah, yeah I'm just, I don't want, I'm like, yeah, that Bannon's out of the White House. It's good. That's a good thing. I, know, I yeah. agree. I agree. Okay. Uh, we're going to I, break. Okay. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Scott Haskin about his new album, what's going on in Hollywood and everything music, and maybe lamenting this just a little bit more. Then mm-hmm. we'll on with Truthfully Trisha from Dr. Phil. I'm going to send Paul a copy of this book. You've gotten my take on it. Next week, we'll get Paul's, because this mm-hmm. shit is not going away for a while. I'm mm-hmm. Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. 
Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever given any thought to what is behind your insurance coverage? Many of us don't think of it as more than that premium you pay on a regular basis. Of course, until you actually need to use it. On CYA with Rhonda, you'll learn to cover your assets and find out what all of that insurance mumbo-jumbo really means. If you're looking for a lucrative career option... Rhonda Lukey will explain how to get into the insurance business. Listen live every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with your favorite co-host and mine, Paul Michael Bolin, host of The Militant Moderate. And I would like to welcome to the show the creator of that epic music you hear at the beginning of the show, my favorite composer and my dear friend, Scott Haskin. Scott, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing lovely. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, well, I'd love you. I'm always happy to have yeah, you Yeah, I, I think it's about time. I've been saying that your music makes me want to uh, hit something in slow motion with a sword for since I started <laughs> the show. So. Well, thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a couple of years, I think, since I've been on the show. It has. It's been a couple of years. You've had a whole bunch of transition in that time. And now I know we talked about your albums and you have some stuff coming out. So why don't you give everyone a quick rundown for all the new listeners that don't know you. Tell them who you are, what you do, what you got coming out. Uh, okay. Well, I, uh, I have a variety of things at this point that I've expanded into. Uh, my main thing is music composition. Uh, I specialize in relaxation music in my, my mental sauna series. And then I do, to sort of balance that out, I also do like really dark, ugly horror music. Uh, and then every once in a while, someone will say, I need something orchestral. Um, and uh, so the, the most recent album uh, was released in October, and it's called uh, Haunted Holidays, Deadly Christmas. And it's classic Christmas songs retold as, as sort of horror Halloween-type stories. 
Um, I'm working on the next one now, actually, but it's a little difficult because I tend to do my work for Christmas album in the summertime when it's 118 degrees here in the desert, <laughs> which really doesn't feel Christmassy. So I'm trying to actually do the next album while I'm in the Christmas mood. Uh, so for those that don't know, Scott's in Vegas, mm. so it's a little bit warm, a little bit. It's just, here. just a yeah. scotch. Yeah. Just a scotch. Well, I got to say, uh, your Mental Sauna album, which is, was a relaxation album, um, we had you on the show. We talked about that. We actually sent one of those albums to Mariah Carey. Um, That's right. Who, who now uses it to go to sleep, last I heard, because she was having some trouble. Mm. Oh, good. And, yeah, so it was. it's it's really interesting and apparently probably, helps her through her divorce, which we need to calm down writing. The, probably calm down the voices yeah. in her head, too. So, calm yeah. down the voices. Yeah, we're going to get letters. Okay. She's, uh, she's here in Vegas a good chunk of the time when she plays at Caesars. Well, we should tell her to go say hi to you. Lex, can you well, make a note? Go. I'm yelling at my assistant. Can you make a note? <laughs> Well, I saw, you know, when I was walking by Caesars a couple of weeks ago, I saw she was here doing all, her uh, All I Want for Christmas is You special. And then uh, I saw the billboard and she's pointing well, towards me and I'm reading All I Want for Christmas is You, but she hasn't called me. So I don't think she's, she's talking to she me. Hasn't yet? No, I, you yeah, know. She hasn't called me in 20 years either. So, you know. See? I've been I told to you. stop. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I have to ask, if people want this album, for those that want to know, um, your holiday album, you're doing one now, you just finished your last one, which is nice mm. and creepy and Christmassy, um, which is a very strange combination. If The Nightmare it Before is. Christmas was music, that would be it. Yes, thank you. That was really the intent. Uh, it, it was, uh, you know, just, just to change the thing around. We've all heard the stories. We've all, you know, we all know the lyrics, but let's look at them through a different set of eyes, just retell them in a completely different way. Uh, I think it gets more interesting with the album I'm writing now, but we'll see. I like that. Well, where can everyone find this? Tell them where they can find you. Tell them where they can find this. I will put a link up right now to Scott Haskin on my Twitter so Thank you guys you. can follow. Yeah, the the main website is www.scotthaskin.com. That's H-A-S-K-I-N. Uh, you can also find me on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the all the usual suspects. Uh, I believe it's under Scott K. Haskin. Lex, but if we'll you put search up the Scott link. Haskin, yeah, you can you can look for me under music or books because I also have some books out. Now I got to tell you guys. Um, I have a lot of, uh, you know, I'm, I, I can be pretty nepotistic towards my friends. Um, I've used Scott's music for years. I love his music. He's an excellent composer. Um, he actually wrote a book on composing for indie film, which I have one copy left, and it's dog-eared. But I will give that to a listener if they can answer a question from Scott. Scott, pick a magical question that somebody has to go research. Oh. Uh, oh, you put me on the spot with that one. I know I do How, that. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Right, yeah. Um, uh, boy, I'll have to think for a second. Okay, we'll come back to that with a question from Scott. And we, uh, in the meantime, I do have to give a shout out. We are doing giveaways today from LA's Lip Squad, who always gives us the fabulous red carpet lipstick. We are doing giveaways from Al Mari Media Sex Harness, 
which is a thing that I had to... Alexis didn't use it. I swear to God, guys, I hid it from her. Because oh. um, I didn't trust her. I, I seriously didn't. Oh, um, that was a, that's a pretty big thing. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's a sex harness. Um, mm. So we're doing a giveaway on one of those. We've got oh, the harness, not the cage. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. The harness. Okay. <laughs> the harness. It was a weird weekend. It really was. It was a very weird weekend at a dog yeah. con. Like yeah, chips, dips, chains, and whips. Everything a growing boy needs. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would so, miss but, living in L.A. for that kind of stuff, but I live in <laughs> Vegas, so kind of really you not missing out. You do it all the time. <laughs> no. it all mm. the time. All right, here's we'll, we'll give, now for for I'll say if you want to win the sex harness, where do we get it? Paul and I have talked about it a bunch. You hear Alexis piping in, my dominatrix assistant. Where do we find the sex harness, um, Scott? For a giveaway on your book and an ATV ride in Palm Springs at off-road rentals or a float at True Rest Sedona. What is your question to the audience? How about, uh, you know, normally I don't make these questions about me. I just pick some random music trivia thing that no one understands what I'm saying. So I'll just make this about the new album. What is the name of the second song on the Haunted Holidays Deadly Christmas album? So for those of you that write in, you can get a copy of Scott Haskins' book. I'm actually giving you my personal copy that I've read a whole bunch. Um, that I steal, I steal my cheats when I have to talk about indie film. I actually rip off some of the information on music that I give out from your book, and by some of it, I mean oh. all of it. Uh, <laughs> so, well, I'm sorry. So thank you. <laughs> so if you come and, to my events, I, the before I forget, I wanted to interject a happy birthday to your lovely assistant, who I've known for years <laughs> and is a, a dear friend and a lovely person, Alexis. Well, thank you. She's sitting behind me pouting. You got her this morning when, like, everyone else she managed to hide it from. And then Scott texts her happy birthday. She's like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't see any notifications on Facebook. She hides them. She hides them. She cheats. Um, Scott, I want to say we're going to have you on again. We're going to talk some more about this. Um, We have a bunch of people who want to make some films. We're going to have a filmmaker on, and I want to bring you on, and I want to talk about the process of making a film, um, specifically an indie film, because I know Paul's worked in indie and mainstream. I know you have, um, but composing for indie is a whole different thing. It really is. I mean, a whole different thing. Especially when there's no money. (laughs) Oh, that never happens. Yeah, I I know. (laughs) Talk about shit shows. Thank you. Alexis just piped in, talk about shit shows. Yes, that is true. Um, Scott, thank you so much. We have about four minutes left. Guys, I'm going to put up all of Scott's info. You can go check that out. Um, I don't know how you came up with, with your music. I always love your music. Paul wants to swing a sword in slow motion to your music. Um, I like it. I have. You have. He, oh. swung, he has swung a sword in slow motion to your music, pretending to be in Lord of the Rings. Um but you know, I'm never going to hear that theme the same now. Every time I hear the theme, I'm just going to imagine Paul just slowly arcing the sword. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, real know, time, you know, in real so. time. In real time. <laughs> that, that has to be, I think the most, uh, the image that is most downloaded of Paul isn't Paul swinging a sword. It is Paul naked with a guitar covering his privates in front of a miniature house. That is our most downloaded picture of Paul. Oh, so it was a, it was I am a little now thinking that we should upload yeah. a video of this, though. So. Yeah, I, I, well, you know, you have free rights to use the music, so go for it. <laughs> well, there you yeah, go. We're doing that. Lex, you're on the video. 
<laughs> we're, doing, we're doing a slow motion video. Yeah, I don't see this going sideways Let's at see. all. Okay. No, Let's it'll be fine. Trust music. Me. If we can top the naked tiny house photo with Paul swinging a sword to uh, to our intro music, I, I would be flattered immensely. <laughs> Actually, it's I would be too in some sort of weird way, but you know, there we go. Okay. See, new life is created on this show every time. Mm. All the time. <laughs> it's always what happens. Um, well, yeah. I do. I can't stop laughing to get on. I'm supposed to be. To, once <laughs> yeah. Okay. Summer's toast. So uh, we're going to break, people. Uh, <laughs> and we're going right back. Back. Uh, Cheers, you guys. With our guests, uh, with uh, yeah, I, uh, with Trisha, we're going to be back on with Trisha. We're going to be talking about the Doctor Skinner Yes, and hopefully someone will get over the giggles. So uh, we definitely need to go to break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories, too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Taramino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. Hey guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I finally got over the giggles. We are on with my co-host and host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. Um, I have to tell you, and i got to do this without cracking up, Paul got me to stop laughing by bringing up <laughs> Weinstein and Selma Hayek. 
Mm. Um, somebody had photoshopped it's on my Twitter. I'll put I'll put it there. Had photoshopped a sword into the picture below the guitar. Um, so and I want to so. thank whoever did that from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> so that was what cracked me up. I'm going to send it to Scott. I'm going to send it to Paul. I know they'll appreciate it. Um, and right now we've gone from one scandal talking about uh, Donald Trump. Now we are going to move to another scandal talking about Dr. Phil. I always have to preface this, preface this by saying Paramount's my parent company. I hate hearing anything bad about them. I hate hearing anything bad happen there. But there have been a lot of accusations accusations against Dr. Phil, um, and I'd like to welcome to our show, uh, a U- truthfully Trisha, a successful YouTube personality who is unscripted, she loves to entertain, she loves to bring awareness to mental health, um, she's been on the, Dr. F- on the Dr. Phil show, she can attract a lot of attention, good and bad, um, but she's a very real person, and I'd like to welcome Trisha to the show. Trisha, welcome. Hi, Summer, how are you? I, I am good. I'm I'm a little um I, I couldn't stop laughing the last segment. We we pull off of Twitter live and I got a uh we were talking about swinging swords and Yes, I, I heard <laughs> that. That was hilarious. Thank you so much. Um it is such an honor to talk to you, the Duchess of Hollywood and Paul. I listened to your episode from last week and I just wanted to say that um I, I really admire your show a lot and Thank um you. Last week, when you started talking about this whole Dr. Phil episode and you were really curious on what was going on, I could not wait when your your assistant Alexis called me. I was so excited to be a part of it, and I listened to your show, and the one thing that I wanted to say is that, um, to put to rest, that not all of Dr. Phil's guests are horribly flawed individuals, because unfortunately... um, as you know, in Hollywood, they do the bait and switch, and that's what's happened to me. Mm. So what I, I have to say, like I said, um, because Paramount's my parent company, I am contractually obligated to, to kind of always err on the side of careful. But yes. I know myself, even working there, like I've had to fetch cocaine yes. for people, so I know it's not perfect. Um, mm-hmm. I was very young at the time, really stupid. Now I would say no, just to my listeners mm-hmm. out there, if you're in entertainment, don't fetch uh-huh. cocaine for people. Um, uh-huh. what, what happened? Well, what I know now from then, um, what I've learned from then and now, uh, you want to talk about shit shows. My life has been a literal shit show since appearing on the Dr. Phil show. I really believe that um, Dr. Phil is Oprah's bitch because drama makes money. And if you want to put two male authoritarian-like figures in a shit show. You've got Trump and Dr. Phil. What a great side-by-side comparison you got going on here. Um, I, myself, my name is Truthfully Trisha. I have a successful small YouTube channel from drama to beauty, what have you. I got solicited by a producer by Dr. Phil's show after streaming an argument with my husband and my daughter, which... Now I regret doing so, but I have bipolar, and I talk about mental health awareness and things like that, and I unscripted stream my life, and the stigma that goes along with it, and what have you, I have my channel, and I was, I was um, lured onto the show based under the pretense of we're going to talk about mental health issues. I've been bullied. People had told me to kill myself, that I was fat, that I was ugly all these horrible, rotten things. 
I used YouTube as a resource to plug into because I had been horribly depressed. I'm still horribly depressed. And after the Dr. Phil show and all of this, um, I attempted suicide the day after Christmas. And with all of this coming to light, the practices that have happened in this show, what they want for ratings and drama, it's absolutely horrible and it's going to kill someone. And it could have killed me. Well, I, I have to ask, um, we, of course, reach out to Dr. Phil, and I, I talked to a couple of the producers there, um, yeah. and, you know, there's there, there was some back and forth, and um, some of it I'll bring up, some of it I won't. I don't think it's relevant, if it's not relevant here. The concern was, um, the staff was concerned that you were going on there for ratings for your YouTube channel versus wanting help. And I've seen your YouTube channel. I think a lot of your mm-hmm. YouTube channel is about reaching out for help in general. So yeah, I did I want your opinion help. on that. I needed help. I have bipolar disorder. And I'm my, also the wife assistant. of a veteran with PTSD. I fully believed they told me that they were going to help me. And it's not what he projects it on TV. I've gotten so many emails and negative Comment, Dr. Phil provided you help. No, he did not. I have a waiver that I did not sign where I was bullied at the end of the show after I literally fell on my face. And uh, Robin said I didn't cry tears. I take antidepressant medication that I'm not able to, t- I'm not able to make tears. That is the number one bullying statement a woman could make to another woman. They lured me on the show under the pretense of they were going to help me. They were going to talk about internet bullies. They did not tell me they were going to have my number one bully there and confront me and make slanderous accusations against me, trigger me to the point where I had another breakdown. And that's what they did. And it's, as you know, it's, it's all for ratings. Well, I do have to say, on the flip side, I always have to say the flip side here, um, Dr. Phil's show has given more money, and this is something I that was given in a statement to us, has given more money to help people than any other show in history. And if people don't want to take the help, um, he, he, they can't be responsible for that. From there, I'm, I'm going to move on and say, that was I, there are some statements, like I said, I have to make. They mm-hmm. were the responses. Mm-hmm. I have to put them in whether I agree with them or not. Um, I'll tell you my experience, what happened to me when I clearly needed help. And after that, I had wanted to go inpatient. One of his staffers had came to me and said, what do you think? You want to be coddled inpatient? I'm bipolar triggered. I'm having an emotional breakdown after his show. And they quickly got me off of there and basically told me that they would go through my health insurance and try to find me a life coach. There isn't a magic wand that he waves and one of his people come out. Or he picks and chooses who he wants to do that for. I clearly needed help. That's why I went well, there to get help. They do definitely pick and choose. And mm-hmm. it's. Um, I know there were some problems with Sinead O'Connor as well. It depends mm-hmm. on how flexible people are to the programs. Um, my assistant has bipolar. My mom has mm-hmm. bipolar. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very grateful I don't. 
Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's very very difficult, very very difficult to to live with. Um, one mm-hmm. of the questions we have on Twitter is, do you feel that Dr. Phil helps anyone or do you feel that all experiences are like yours? Because a lot of people have come out and said he's done a lot of good, is essentially what this person's saying. I think he picks and chooses. He clearly said he wanted to make an example out of me. He clearly stated he wanted to make an example out of me using YouTube. Um, the way that he went about it, getting my biggest hater to make slanderous comments, to get me to jump out of my seat. How does that help someone with bipolar or what the real issues are? Why are you on YouTube? Why would you do that except, and I'll tell you the production of it, he might not have known what was going on because he has a hearing aid in his ear with people telling him what to do. He has a book and a teleprompter in front of his face. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that goes into television and unfortunately, mm-hmm. that, that is how that works. Um, do you feel that your YouTube channels help you get a, any of that out? Because I, I know do, there's been uh, a lot of positive and a lot of negative. Um, right. there, was some, there was some issues people had with, you know, the, the streaming, uh, where you were streaming and bleeding. And then on the flip side, there are people that feel that you're opening up to them so they feel they can relate. It, it's the negative and the positive and the negative part which he clearly did not do his research when he did the show. Clearly did not. He had a hater who said he was blind and made an accusation. I sent naked photos to him. If I healed the man and he could see, well, by golly, I'm You'd be sure a millionaire. that did not happen. <laughs> it, it was just poorly produced. It was so quickly produced. And for the ratings, that's what he wanted to do. There was no help offered to me. I saw a woman who was intoxicated in that house that they film in and they made her sit outside and she was belligerent and upset and the way that they treated us it was total humiliation and well, why was it why was it um, I have uh, two questions online um, one of our listeners wants to know what medication you're taking to control your bipolar oh my they goodness, have bipolar as well just <laughs> I think that's kind of a personal thing. So are you on the right medications? Do you feel you're on the right medications? I'm on the right medications. I was hospitalized December 26th with my suicide attempt, and I'm I'm on the medications I'm supposed to be. There we go. Okay. Were you on the medications you were supposed to be before the suicide attempt, do you feel? Yes, I was, but the compounding... The compounding um, bullying that I had received online pushed me over the edge, and I didn't have the support or the coping mechanism, which I went to Dr. Phil to ask for that help because you see it all the time. People get help. I asked for help. I needed help, and I I got... Why do you feel he pushed you aside um, versus helping you? Do you feel that there was conflict with the staff? Do you feel, um, the, the question would be, why you as opposed to anyone else? I think that he got a lot uh, for the rating, and he wanted to flip the script that I had, I had complained to him about internet bullying, and instead they bullied me. Do you hmm. think that it was right that Robin, as a woman, could say to another woman, there is no tears when I literally fell flat on my face? You can't make that up. There was nothing that I would gain out of that. You get someone well, so upset. Well, you can't, 
I, I can't say you can't make that up. We work in entertainment, so people oh, fall right. all the time. Um, on the flip person. side, I don't know this. Um, on, on the flip side, because it's edited for television, no mm-hmm. one can tell. Because all we see, of course, is what's on television and what's presented. So we don't have your experiences. The producer, uh, I wanted to back out of it. And he's like, don't you want Dr. Phil to help you? Dr. Phil is going to help you. You know this is ruining your marriage. You know this is ruining your life. YouTube is. Dr. Phil is going to help you. Mm-hmm. My insurance Do you doesn't they- cover a life coach. What can, what can we do to get you the help that you need? That would be the question. I'm not necessarily sure the help that I need can be found through the entertainment industry that way. I didn't use Dr. Phil to get ratings on my channel because, let me tell mm. you, I've got more hate than anything. It well, we're not talking about experience. through the entertainment industry. We're talking about if you need a life coach, oh. we'll provide yes, you I'm with sorry. one. <laughs> I would love so much to find a life coach. Okay, we'll so do that. To find that. We will absolutely do that for you. Um, the, the question, Alexis, will you please put that down and set that up? Um, so we will absolutely take care of that for you. And I think Paul has a good point. It's what do you need? Obviously, this has been a really terrible experience for you. Um, yeah, how do we get on the other side of it? Exactly. How, how do we move past it? Because a lot of people have, you know, good and bad experiences in the entertainment industry. We can only see what's cut mm-hmm. for television. So we don't know yeah. your experiences. To be able to talk about it, to say I'm bipolar, I have a spouse that is a veteran with PTSD, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, and a a trying entrepreneur to self-empower myself, women and individuals and couples, trying to build a business and a life. Well, do you think before before you do that, I think this mm -hmm. is just personal opinion, I'm not a doctor, it -hmm. sounds like you need to get past your experience. Because, yeah. it, like I said, the entertainment industry can be both good and bad. Um, mm-hmm. it, it can be wonderful for the people it helps, and it can be toxic for the people mm-hmm. it hurts. So, yeah. rather than going to, you know, I, I, I'm an entrepreneur, I want to get this out there, rather than trying 50 steps ahead to help other people, um, like Paul said, what, what can we do to help you? We can get you a life coach. We'll absolutely do that. Um, but what can we do to help you get past that experience? Because we've heard, you know, such such a back and forth on people that have had wonderful experiences and terrible experiences. Um, mm-hmm. In your case, you know, you're, you, you had the conflict with Robin um, yeah. o- over, the lack of, over the lack of tears. Um, unfortunately, things can be really subjective in the entertainment yeah. industry. You know, I it's, had no idea. I honestly can tell you, I thought, mm-hmm. I looked at Dr. Phil and I thought that, and, and I apologize for saying I think Dr. Phil is Oprah's bitch, but it's all about drama and ratings. This is what well, okay. I've learned. It's all right about sort of way we're all kind of Oprah's yeah, bitch. Yeah, we're all Oprah's yeah. bitch. <laughs> She's the closest thing we have to royalty in this country. She so. is. And, and well, she we, wrote we're in entertainment. an article about him. She wrote this gleaming article about him. That he's this wonderful psychologist for all women, what have you. I linked it on my Twitter. And, but he was uh, her psychologist. He was really, he was her psychologist. He looked after her. Mm-hmm. That's how he ended up doing segments on her show. Um, I have a therapist. I've invited my therapist on the show. I can't get her to come on because she, she is, you know, camera shy or, 
or radio shy, but even the doctor we have on is my personal doctor. People bring them on because they trust them Mm -hmm. and they know, and they know their results. So for Oprah, he probably was an incredible therapist. Mm -hmm. Now he's a step above Jerry Springer. I mean, literally he had to step between me and the other woman because she made an outlandish slanderous statement I was like, how could this be? Here I am asking for help, begging for help, basically, being well, told by you, production staff. If, if he had to step between you, were you going after her? Was she going after you? What, what was she happening? She went after me. She made a horrible statement saying that I made a woman commit suicide, which was unfounded, not true, and it's something that hit me close to my heart. Of course. And mm-hmm. it upset me so much, I jumped out of my chair, and I tried to get away from it twice. Like, they flip the script on me. This wasn't something like, hey, they trigger you before. They have you go on for an hour and a half talking uh, talking to your production staff about your innermost thoughts, feelings, the things that triggered you, why, everything before the show, and it happened so fast. They get you on there, and then it was like, boom, I, they promised me. Are there going to be a hate? Is there going to be a hater there? No. We're going to help you with your marriage. We're going to help you with your Bible. Well, We're going to help you. We can't, I, I can't, I can't confirm or say we didn't ask them if um, you knew whether or not there was going to be a hater there, but I can say uh, Dr. Phil did say and the staff did say they wanted to help you with their marriage, your marriage, and um, he wanted you to help you unplug from YouTube because <laughs> that was, was the worst thing after we left. I mean, I never cried so hard on the horrible flight they sent us home on. It was the most humiliating experience. And every time, every message, every morning I'm getting from these people, Dr. Phil, you're this, Dr. Phil, you're that. Had I known then what I know now, I thought I'm literally going to get help. He's, he's like Oprah. He's my saving grace. This is going to be it. I'm not here for fame. I'm not here for that. I'm here to get help because he supposedly um, offered the best help. And, and, that's, and that's it. So the question would be, and I'm going to ask this because we've had a lot of write-ins for it. If you're mm-hmm. not seeking fame, why do you have the YouTube channel if it's so badly affecting your marriage? Um, why? It's the only outlet you- I have to keep me from being hospitalized. Because you can't have a therapist 24-7 and you have people who do support you. Mm. It's something that you can plug into and get something out of. And my, my personal problem is I'm just not able to deal with the trolls, the hate. Yeah, that that's, well. the, I don't that's the thing. That. Is there another outlet for this? Because the exactly. internet is both wonderful and horrifying all at the same time. Paul's right. right. If you yeah. can find a different outlet that would still let you get it out, but without the conflict, wouldn't that be better for the bipolar? Yeah. So I think we're maybe just on put my it, maybe just put it on business. hold for a while. That's it. Just maybe you just put it on hold. Yeah. And we'll get on you my a life small coach. business. Posh and naughty has really helped me diversify my attention to something other than just. I've worked really hard at not streaming so much. And if you've noticed my online activity, I haven't been streaming as much as I had before. So I'm really working on that. That's good. Um, That's good. We're we're actually coming to the end of the show. If you have anything to say to anyone, we've got about one minute left. Um, Say it. We're happy to give you an open platform. Thank you. 
thank you for the opportunity to let me speak, and thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Um, for those that want to tune in, she's on Truthfully Trisha. I do have to say, um, from from an entertainment standpoint, I would I would take time off. I, I agree with Paul. If this is where you are emotionally, unplug for a while. We'll definitely get you that life coach. Uh, I can't say one way or another what happened, but we're very, very happy mm-hmm. to give you that platform. And I'm so sorry to hear about everything that's gone on. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me on your yeah, show. Yeah, I hate to I hate honor. to see anybody in pain. So let's you know, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know if we've gotten any further um, down to the bottom on what's going on with Dr. Phil. We're going to keep tracking this. We'll keep you up to date on what's going yeah. on with Dr. Phil, and we'll stay plugged in to Truthfully Trisha. Trisha, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, and thank you, Paul Summer, and I hope you guys have a great 2018. I hope you, you are, 2019. You as well. Yeah, yeah, tops Thank your 2017. You. Um, guys, if you want to tune in and listen to Paul on The Militant Moderate, you can find him on... Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, and iTunes. Uh, amongst fucking other places. everywhere. Yeah. You can yeah. find Paul fucking everywhere. Um, so that's a little bit from behind the scenes on Dr. Phil. We're going to have a couple of other people on from the Dr. Phil show giving a whole bunch of different perspectives um, we are going to get Trisha, a life coach, and do what we can to help. Uh, if you have anything to say about the book Fire and Fury, let us know. <laughs> Write in. Yeah, but don't. Please remember, I'm very, very liberal. Paul is very, very, very moderate. Moderate. <laughs> yeah. um, so if you're going to pick a fight or an argument with us, make sure you know your stuff because we'll win. Um, I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin. A special thank you to Truthfully Trisha for being on. And we will see you guys next week. Good night. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.